T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. On the Billiken Sports Network, from Learfield, welcome to the Billiken Coaches Show, presented by Edward Jones. Life is for living. Let's partner for all of it. Learn more at edwardjones.com. Now, the Billiken Basketball Radio Show. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the St. Louis University Billiken Coaches Show, starring Travis Ford. I'm Bob Ramsey. Glad you're with us in a new location. We're gonna set we're gonna set the record for locations yeah. for a coaches show. We're up in the eighteen eighteen lounge at Chaffetz Arena, which is a terrific place. In fact, you probably don't even know this, Coach. When you guys were on the road last year during COVID, this is where from this is the point from which we broadcast games. Oh, really? It no, was, I had no idea. So we had two monitors. None of them were synced up to reality <laughs> with different bits of information. It was chaotic. COVID times. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. Well, first of all, congratulations on Win 21. It was a good one and a hard-fought game against a team that, you know, they were playing for a championship in VCU. Yeah, it, uh, and I'm still pretty hoarse uh, from Saturday, but uh, it was a, a really good win. A great crowd here in Chaffetz yes. Arena. It was a loud crowd. It was great. Uh, gave us great energy. And, yeah, we were playing, you know, you're always playing for something, uh, obviously. And, um, you know, we were, you know, playing to trying to get 21 wins and get – Try to get better and trying to beat a really good basketball team. And VCU's playing for a championship. So, you know, we knew we were going to get their best effort. We knew we were going to have to be really, really good. Uh, and for about 35 minutes, we played, I thought, it really well. Really well for 35 minutes. We had about a five- to seven-minute span that um, that we weren't didn't play very well, allowed them to get back in the game. But we were in foul trouble. We had two guys in foul. Fred yeah. was in foul trouble. Yuri's in foul trouble. And Martin – uh, was getting stitches, so there were reasons that that we we lost the lead and um, but ended up getting a really big win in our last regular season game, last home game, obviously um, against uh, a, a very good team. Yeah, the final final score there, um, uh, 69-65, As we said, a really good win. Let's go over some of the highlights from the game on Saturday afternoon. In fact, and I know. Um, uh, that folks that look at attendance and tickets, Matt Cady, the t- t- ticket director, is a marvelous uh, ticket director. He's really, really good and works his tail off to get people in there. And I didn't speak to him, but just talking to folks, oh, I don't know what, what our crowd's going to be like. It was so good. I didn't see the final attendance number. Was it 9,000, I think? Uh, it was, um, but, but, yeah, 9,125. Really good. Yeah, I, 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 the words I was getting, it was going to be pretty good, that they thought it was going to be really good. And I always know, I usually have an indication based on all the requests I get. I really? Said, uh, yeah. Correlates. It usually does correlate. And I was getting requests uh, off the chart. I had everybody calling, you know, needing tickets, wanting tickets, which is great, which is what you want. Um, and that's usually an indication of, you know, uh, what type of crowd we're going to have. And we've had great crowds all year long. Been very impressed. You're exactly right. My, Matt Katie's a superstar. He just does an incredible yes. job. Works extremely hard. Uh, just a great, great guy and, and, and does a great job. So uh, it, it the student section was great. Uh, those yep. guys do a great job. You know, it, it's been good all year long for the most part. You know it's going to be good, and you want every seat filled. 
But when the student section is filled and moreover overflowing like it was on Saturday, that's when you know you've got you, you've got some heat in the building. Yeah, it, it is. And that's always big to have that end zone filled with students. And we've got a great student section uh, as far as their energy. They're really into every single game. Uh, and that's that's a lot of fun. It it are, it means a lot to our team, and it makes a difference. All right, let's get to the highlights. First one, very first offensive possession <laughs> of the game, and uh, it it kind of got things rolling. Screen comes out high around a hedges. Jones kicks to the corner. Brandon Courtney head fake. Step back three. Bang! Brandon Courtney with the three. <laughs> oh, it's big time! Look at that! <laughs> Could that be a moment for this game? It was an omen. as team played well, and and uh, what I love too, it shows that the crowd pays attention and they know who's who and what's what. And he got a standing ovation. It was great. <laughs> yeah, what a what a way to start the game. And so um, so happy for Brandon. That just so excited for him. And um, you know, when it left his hands, I thought it was good. It I looked said, this good. This has yeah. to go. This is that looks perfect. And uh, what a great way to start the game. And. The whole bench, everybody was excited for Brandon. So the Billikens got off to the good start and got a pretty good roll going, including this one from T.J. Hargrove. On the inbound, Jimerson gets it back to Thatch. Fred will handle the ball against Williams. Brings the big out. Skip pass all the way to the corner to Hargrove. Jam time! Fight 22! Boy, that, that play developed really quick. It was all of a sudden you could hear the surprise that he saw him, and, and T.J. went for it. Yeah, no, you know, the way VCU plays defense, they're pre- they just pressure you for 94 feet. And we talked, about, uh, we talked to our team about the old John Wooden, uh, be quick but don't be in a hurry. Right. And that's what you've got them have to make some quick decisions against their defense, but you've got to be patient against it. Um, and it, they will allow you to get some layups and some dunks if you'll just be patient, but you've got to be prepared to make the right play at the right time. Uh, don't play on your heels. All those things led to plays like that that we just listened to for the dunk for TJ. You know, some folks want to see a team run, 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 push, push, push all the time, go too quick, but that's what they want you to do. They want to speed you up, right? And I heard you talking about the guys. You don't want to – it's not slow down. It's run the offense and get your shot. Yeah, it. you know – Teams that pressure you like that, you're 100% correct. They're trying to speed you up into making bad decisions, a bad shot. A bad shot for them early in the shot clock is as good as a turnover. That's, you know, they count all that as the same. So, you know, we do like to play fast. We're a leading scoring team in the league. We don't mind playing fast, but you want to play fast while making good decisions. You want to make good decisions while playing aggressive. I like the word aggressive more than I do fast. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's about the quality of shot, not the how many you take. It's the quality of shot that we have. And turnovers become a number that you got to keep an eye on. You may have a few more than you normally do, but you don't need to get up into the 18s, 19s and all that. And that's when they – now you're playing into the other team's strength. Right. So you don't want to take our – well, I did not want to take our aggressiveness away at all. We don't mind playing aggressive and up-tempo, but you got to do it with making great decisions. So then we, we move on later in the half, and the Billikens went on a terrific run, including this one. It was great to see Gibson Jimerson get off early. Still dribbling up top between the legs, almost lost it once a screen gets it. On the roll to Linson, took a walk and got away with it. Into the corner for Jimerson. Bang, he got another one. Like I said, make the quick decision. I mean, don't dribble it, get it quick, weak side. Yeah, Earl uh, made some great points early in the game. And, again, a terrific first half for your offense. That's side-to-side, quick ball movement. As good as defense as you want to play, you can't keep up with good ball movement. No, you know, we, we tried to set the court up in a certain way and get guys at certain spots based on how they play defense and where they help from. And I thought our guards did a great job of finding those guys in those spots, did a terrific job. I thought Yuri did a great job of de- – bringing the defense to him and then making the right play at the right time. Uh, DeAndre Jones did the same thing, you know, uh, of, of, of bring, getting two guys to play you and then finding the open guy uh, was great. I thought uh, Gibson uh, really was locked in yeah. uh, for the whole game, but really had a special first half, uh, you know, really helped us get a lead. Yeah, and I thought – and it's been interesting to see him when he's really in the groove. I, 
I just referenced because everybody knows Clay Thompson, but it, it, it and we and it's almost like a touch pass when the ball's right there and Yuri is so good at putting it right in the pocket, and when Gibson's locked in like that, boom, it's out of his hand in an instant. There's no better example, Clay, Clay Thompson. That's it. There's no. That's what he does. That's how Gibson does. Uh, he doesn't. You know, Gibson doesn't have to wind up. He doesn't have to. Most shooters. But vast majority had to take it to their hip or bring the ball, dip the ball. It's just human nature. It's yeah. what you do. He has a great ability to take the ball wherever he catches it straight to his shooting, uh, to the top of his shot. Um, and it allows him that split second to get the shot off. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big strength for him. We actually would like for him to even do it more. I, we think he's passed it up a little bit. So yeah. we think that's a good yeah. shot uh, for him. But he's so used to people running at him that he's shot faking a lot right now and sidestepping, which is a great move. He made an incredible move. His first, I think maybe his first points were we skipped it opposite. He had an incredible shot fake, took took two dribbles, pull-up jumper from about 10 feet. Yes. Nothing but the bottom. Um, But, uh, you know, he's found that fine line and has done an incredible job this year of uh, scoring in a, a variety of ways. And, uh, you know, it, it becomes harder and harder as the year goes on to run specific plays for certain people. And we'd run a lot of plays for Gibson, no no question, but it becomes harder. So sometimes you just got to get it, you know, out of playing within the offense, shot faking, moving without the ball. And he, he's become a, uh, a pro at it. He's really good at it right now. Play psychologist for me, especially because you were a shooter. Uh, on those shots he's passing up, does does he does a shooter or does he in particular concerned about a miss or that it's not the good shot you want because you want him to shoot more? And I've always had the impression, tell me if I'm wrong, that you don't mind a miss so long as it was a good shot in the offense. Yeah, that, you know, every player has strengths, your team has strengths. One of our strengths is Gibson can really score. And the more shots he gets, the better off we are. And some for him are going to be more difficult. He can take maybe a little bit more difficult than shot than maybe somebody else. Yeah. And we don't mind that. We need him to get up some shots. And, uh, you know, and some of them are going to be tough because he's developed that respect from the our, our opponents, respect from scouting report. People are going to try to stop him, no question. That's just out of respect of how the progression he's made as a player. Um, but, you know – Again, uh, I've I've had the last couple of weeks. It's not about passing up. So I think here's some shots he has passed up. But but uh, you know, he, as I tell him, he's in the game. He's got to he's got the feel for it. It's up to him. Uh, but we want him to get shots yeah. off, no doubt about it. Yeah, we want him to feel it. Yeah, no question. <laughs> was that ever ever an issue for you? No, never. No, I didn't think so. I didn't think that was the I case. I thought I was always open. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, so at halftime, it's forty-one twenty-four. It's just crazy. And then in the second half, you're actually able to extend things out a little bit, including this one. Slaps his hand away. Here comes the double team. They find Jones, who's open. Skip pass, stats, right wing. Head fake, left hand dribble to the hole. Finger roll, missed it. Oh, oh tip, jam time. Francis Okoro. Oh, man. Just reached up and snatched it and grabbed it and put it back in. The one hand flushed by Franco. That was Okoro, who had another uh, terrific game and had a little run right there as they had cut it, they had cut it to 10, and, and Okoro kind of kept, kept him at bay there. Yeah, you know, we got a, a, a good little lead there, and we knew they would make a run back. I mean, you're, you know, th- that's how they play. We've seen them, you know, get down and come back. We've seen them be way up and lose a lead and – you know, uh, when you play as aggressive as they do, pressure defense for 94 feet, you can play in spurts a little bit, and that's kind of how VCU plays. Um, and, you know, we just needed to keep scoring. We went on a scoring drought, which yeah. killed us. Uh, I thought was if we just keep scoring. But what happened, what, what caused, you know, one of the things that caused us to lose the lead was, yeah, foul trouble, Martin got hurt, different things, but – uh, that's part of it. But we were shooting some bad shots that led to quick points for them. That's the worst scenario to let a team come back, get quick, quick, easy shots. That's the best way to try to come back when you're when you're in a hole a little bit. And we were allowing them to do that because we were taking some bad shots, turning the ball over against their press, making some tough decisions. And uh, it allowed them to get back in the game. Yeah, there was one, <clears throat> at least one, but one in my, stuck in my mind where you beat the press and you think you've got numbers – 
and aggressively, over-aggressively tried to pass ahead, and they're just waiting there back by the rim and jumping. Yeah, and go the you other know, way. we were in position to make some, some good plays. We just didn't make the right play yeah. uh, at times. Uh, you know, and that was after we, you know, got it out of the backcourt into the front court. Right. Uh, and that, you know, sometimes the hardest part is getting it out of the backcourt when they started all out pressing. They started just all out pressing. And, uh, you know, they're trying to get you to take a quick bad one or trying to turn it over. They had a couple of back tips on us. Uh, but, you know, that was, uh, uh, it, it, that's how they play. And we kind of fed into it a little bit there for about a five, seven-minute span there, um, but uh, still able to get the, the, the win. So now we're down we're down to it with a one-point lead, and the best point guard in the country takes over. Collins will bring it up the floor. The Billikens must score to win this game. Collins, crowd on its feet. Collins on the dribble, drives to the basket, fake pump glass. Good, Yuri Collins! He went one-on-one. What a tremendous recognition, and then of course production from Yuri. Yeah, you know he's he's delivered all year long, and I'm with you. I think he's the best point guard in the country, especially for what he means to our team, and uh, he does it on both ends of the court. Uh, obviously, that was uh, a, a a big shot, huge, huge shot to say the least, and a tough shot. It wasn't easy, but no. you know I love that he uh, has the the guts to go in there and take it. That's great. I love that, uh, and. And then we get an incredible defensive stop on the other end. Uh, just a, a great stop, Fred, especially on the ball, just doing an unbelievable defensive possession to end the game. Yeah, and here's what that sounded like. Sideline trigger for VCU into the backcourt for Baldwin. Here we go. Across the timeline, 12 seconds left to the left wing. Wants to drive in a double team. Bring him back out. Williams, head fake against that. 7-6, fadeaway three. No, air ball, loose ball. Recovered by Yuri. Yuri dribbles out of it. They foul him with one second left. And the Billikens beat VCU. They keep him in second place. Yuri at the line to put it away. Shield his baby, Yuri. Free throw. Good. Ball game. 69-65, St. Louis. And, and it happened so fast, you barely hear me say Thatch on Williams, but he, he forced him into that really tough shot. Oh. And Williams had a great game. He's a tremendous player, but that play, Fred forced him into a tough shot. Well, he's a hard guard. You know, 6'6", yeah. six, six lefty. 240. Uh, 240, can score, uh, shooting about 46% from three yeah. and really good off the dribble. Lefty that can rather go right than drive left. He'd rather go right. Uh, a tough cover and had a heck of a game. Uh, but uh, I, I'll take Fred Thatch on anybody on the, at the end of a game, any day of the week. Uh, I think Fred's one of the best defenders in our league. Yeah, there's no question about it. So, so you win the game, and I misspoke. Um, they, the VCU falls to third. And in the end, yeah, they fell to third place, right. third seed. And so, and, and, you know, you get that double bye. Is it everybody's so close? And we'll break it down maybe in a little while on handicap it a little bit, but I think the top five teams, you just throw them in a hat on a given day in our league. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I don't think there's any question. Then you've got even like George Mason. You've got some other teams. Here. Mason really, can upset anybody uh, on a given and, day. And, you know, I, I got a lot of respect for all the teams in our league, um, and especially in a, in a league, and there's, there's, some, there's several leagues like this that have unbalanced schedules, which means you don't play everybody twice. You know, so you really, you know – we we go to Davidson. We we didn't get Davidson here, and you know, goodness, they 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 took it to us at third place, and um, you know, so I think that even makes it more up for grabs because you could look at a team like Dave and say, "Whoa, they I think lost two or, only lost two or three yeah. games. They're the by far favorite. Yes, they're the favorite going in. They're the number one seed uh, and deserving all the favorite." Um, but I think anybody probably feels that they have a chance. You have a chance to to compete. Uh, and 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 go to DC and and try to win the whole thing. So, yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot that separates us. Uh, but I think there's, like you said, I think there's six, seven teams in this league that are legitimately have an argument for it. We're going to take a break. That is Travis Ford. More on the Billiken Coaches Show in just a moment, right here on KMOX. Welcome back to the Billiken Coaches Show. Travis Ford is here. I'm Bob Ramsey. Glad you're with us today. Another thing that happened on Saturday that uh, I thought was a big deal. I always think it's a big deal, and that is senior day. And um, your seniors came out, including your managers, well-deserved. Our last show, we talked at length about how important they are. They had great things to say about the program. Um, uh, Two really emotional moments. I want to do the one that I know meant so much to you is when I think it was Brandon mentioned Ford Stewart. Yeah. And I know that meant a lot to you, and it meant a lot to the whole program for him to bring it up and talk about the journey is the reward, which was his slogan. Yeah, no question about it. You know, obviously, uh, you know, Ford uh, was around Brandon for, you know, from the time he got here and made an impact in his life, as Ford did on many people. So it was extremely nice for uh, Brandon to mention him, and uh, and uh, it meant a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, it really did, and, and, and the crowd appreciated it, the team appreciated it. And then, to me, and I think this talked about Team Blue and also who DeAndre Jones was. He didn't have anybody there to walk out with him and from family. And his current family – Mm-hmm. was there for him. the entire team for those who don't know on senior day usually your parents or mm-hmm. siblings or somebody will walk out your mom will have the flowers and they'll come out and they'll receive their gift and talk to coach and you know the whole pomp and circumstance is really a good moment we didn't have anybody what are you going to do his whole team stepped up yeah and that i think that shows the closeness of uh, of, of the team and what more than anything, what they think of DeAndre. You know, He'd only he, been here, what, eight, he, eight he, nine months? Yeah, but just such a incredibly likable person, just an easygoing personality. Very quiet, very quiet, but uh, everybody loves DJ, and that was great to see. Yeah, and, and I think it goes to, and, and, you know, if it doesn't really mean something, you can see uh, people get distracted and that sort of thing. But I kept watching the entire ceremony, which was what, 10, 12, 15 minutes long, and every one of your players, the underclassmen, every one of them was engaged. Yeah. Every one of them was listening to every word that was said. I thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah, we, you know, again, we, we talked about it in last year. All these guys have made an impact on this program in one way or the other, and they're all extremely likable people, and you want, you know, uh, they're close with everybody, but they're very, very – you put the basketball stuff aside and all that, but just really good guys, every one of them, just guys you want to be around every day. And, um, and, and I think that shows by how they were treated by their teammates and everybody, just the type of people they are, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, uh, and speaking of people, if I read it right on social media, you never know, today's Yuri Collins' birthday. Today is Yuri's birthday, that's for sure. Wish uh, the best point guard in America happy birthday. Yeah, that's exactly right. So now – as we uh, as we move forward, we we take a look at um, you gave the players off yesterday and today. Is that correct? We did, which is a little unusual. But again, it goes back to I, to the February that we had to play. Right. I think we're still we need to any any opportunity we can take to try to get our batteries recharged a little bit because we're going to need it. We're going to need every bit of energy mentally and physically 
heading to DC, DC that we can uh, muster it up here, muster up. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, so, you know, we don't, we play Thursday, so we'll, we'll, we'll have time to prepare tomorrow on Wednesday. Yeah. Michael Wilson, your, uh, operations, uh, director of operations who, it's just unbelievable all the things he has to juggle and not just juggle, but make everything exactly right. And because you're you're dealing with a travel party of 30 people from getting from point A to point B and fed and, and everything's got it. It's a hard, hard job. And he's already told me he's got it set. But every plan, you have to have a, uh, the ability to deviate from that plan um, as the head coach deems necessary and so he's ready for you he said yeah i've, I've been known to change things uh, <laughs> <laughs> they know to be flexible uh but mike wilson is without a doubt absolutely the best uh at what he does and just uh he is maybe the most important guy in that office he keeps it going he uh in in so many ways not just the travel and all that but he does so many things for our program and uh, his thoughts, his ideas, his uh, his approach. Uh, he's totally in. Uh, a, a great work ethic here. Very early, stays late. Gets along with everybody. Everybody uh, loves Mike and respects him. And you know, we respect uh, his opinion. And uh, we know he's going to have everything set up. But he is uh, a major, major asset to our program. So, in light of of uh, of going to the tournament, you'll leave. During the day tomorrow? Yeah, we'll practice here. Um, oh, okay, in the we'll morning? We'll practice here mid-morning, uh, 11 o'clock or so, and then we'll leave after that. And then uh, my understanding is, now, will you work out again on Tuesday or you'll wait till Wednesday to have an, a practice in D.C.? We'll practice, yeah, one practice here tomorrow and then one on Wednesday in D.C., and then I think we play at 2 or 2.30 2.30 Eastern, on 1.30, yeah. yeah. And, and we'll have the game on KMWX, of course. Yeah. 1.30 Central uh, and 1.15, the pregame show. So it comes fast. I mean, it can't come faster really than it had all month, but it comes fast now and with the, you know, winner go home. Yeah, I mean, that's postseason play at this point. Um, you know, uh, every game is hard. It always seems like the first game's the hardest sometimes. It's uh, it's always difficult to uh, – you know, when you go to a tournament, everybody's ready to play. Everybody has an opportunity. Um, you can kind of throw out what you've done before. And, uh, you, you know, everything's based on right now. And uh, I've said it, we're going to have to play better than we've played. Uh, and we've got it in us. And uh, and I'm talking about play for 40 minutes. But you got to be good enough just to win. That's what you got. You got to be one point or better. I mean, that's all it takes. That's what you're trying to shoot for. Um, but uh, we need, in, in order to go get four wins, we need to play better than we've ever played. You talk, you'll play the winner of, uh, of the Philly game, LaSalle and St. Joe's, and that'll be really interesting because all season long you've talked to me how much you respect St. Joe's talent. And LaSalle. Oh, I think yeah. LaSalle. I, I, we, we've been talking – and LaSalle's got transfer from Louisville. Tra- you know, their yeah. center's an all-conference player. They may have two all-conference players on their team. Uh, St. Joe's got incredible talent. These are two really talented basketball teams. Um, and and I, I don't know who's going to, you know, usually you have a little indication that like who go. might win the game. You never know. Uh, but uh, you have no idea. I don't know who to pick in this game. I wouldn't begin to even, you know, we've tried to study stats. They've played each other, different things like that. Uh, that should be a, a really good basketball game. And this is interesting, a little inside basketball uh, away from the court, but you'll send your staff to the game and will and split it up. Somebody scouting St. Joe's, somebody scouting LaSalle as if a pregame. Yeah, we've already obviously throughout the season somebody has the LaSalle scout. Whoever yeah. had it throughout the season will continue to have that, and then somebody had the St. Joe scout. But uh, they'll go to that game and they'll watch that game. You're able to sit courtside, which is. You know, different than any other time during the season where you can't live scout your opponent. Not that, you know, we, we know everything they're going to do, really. Uh, <laughs> so, and they know everything we're going to do. Uh, but it, it never hurts to go. Maybe you get a call or two you didn't have. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, we'll figure out who we play uh, as soon as we can. And do you look to see if either of the coaches – has uh, added any new little wrinkles and because don't you don't, don't coaches kind of keep things back and 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So that's really the main reason you go. That to get a call or two you may not have, but if they put anything new in, you can get it right there in person and watch. Um, and, yeah, somebody might put in a new play, a new little defense, or new underneath-out-of-bounds play. You never know. Somebody might just throw something out there that they've been saving for whatever reason. And um, but, uh, but, yeah, you know, we, we'll, we'll have coaches there, and then we'll practice later that afternoon. Um, like, I think we do practice after we know who wins, so that helps a little bit. Oh, yeah, it sure would. And I think you're practicing at Georgetown, isn't that right? We are. We're practicing at Georgetown. There's different sites that the uh, ATN has provided. Ours is at Georgetown. Yeah, the, uh, and the other thing about that is, and, and as an example to folks, whereas the Billikens have uh, – it's Fred Thatch and the emergence of Fred as a really a key guy has happened – early enough that everybody knows what he brings to the table now, but that's a change from, let's say, December to February, and Fred Thatch has become a force. And so teams, sometimes personnel can change and evolve. Oh, absolutely, and I think Fred's a good example of that. I, I You know, we have nominated him for uh, most improved player in the league. Yeah, I, think I would he'll agree. Have some, there's some good ones in the league. I think Oduro's up there. Uh, Oham at Fordham's way mm-hmm. up there. I think those three are probably the top. Um, I believe, or and Attaway, Attaway at St. Bonaventure. He might, you know, Attaway's had a big jump, but uh, those, all those four, made a big, big impact. And Fred, we just think Fred's playing his best basketball of his career right now. I think he's in the best. You know, he's been able to play great shape uh, and, and gotten some consistency for him as far as playing time and things like that. And gosh, I couldn't, I couldn't be more pleased and happy and. Uh, proud of where he's at right now well and this is me I can be a homer that's my Mm -hmm. job but I'd like to think I'd like to hope that people who vote for those things don't just look at well who's had the biggest jump in scoring right take a look at the illness everything he's been through everything Fred's been through to get to this point Uh, that's it's a great story it absolutely is and uh you know I'm I'm you know good things happen to good people and he you know he was the sixth man uh you know probably would you know, would love every kid, would love to start, but he handled his role, never complained, never did any, never made excuses, came in, where you would have known the difference, and then we decided maybe to change the lineup a little bit, give, reward him, and he's just taken off with wow. it. And, yeah. you know, he's he's gotten the rebounds, the points, and uh, and has played a ridiculous defense, and, and you know, he's just that makes no excuses, accepts the role, whatever he's been in, uh, and it's amazing how good things happen when you just worry about what you could control and do what you need to do. Good things happen. That's Travis Ford. I'm Bob Ramsey. It is the Billiken Coaches Show. Stay with us for more right here on X. Welcome back to the Billiken Coaches Show. Travis Ford is here, and I'm Bob Ramsey. Glad you're with us on this Monday evening. And, and Coach, we're on our way to the Atlantic 10 Tournament, and you uh, you were in the league when we first came in, we being St. Louis, and played the tournament in Atlantic City, which was a whole different animal. And it was, I'll just say, I'll leave it at different, but I enjoyed it. Did you like it or not like it? No, I wasn't crazy about it, to be honest with you. Because of the old building, yeah, maybe? Yeah, I just didn't have, I didn't like, I just thought it was, it didn't have a great feel to it. I like Atlantic City, uh but uh, it was a big old barn, that's for sure, yeah, like a convention center. Convention center, and I, I, the <laughs> field didn't seem, you know, right now, you know, we've been playing in NBA arenas, and, you know, that's pretty that's special. Nothing yeah. against, you know, not that that was bad. I just think this is a great feel when you go to NBA arenas and, and things like that. And for folks who don't know, a few years ago, the, the league had uh, developed a long-term deal with the Barclays Center right in the heart of Brooklyn, which has been great. Then some other things came along, some other deals. Played in D.C. before, played in Pittsburgh, who did a great job, I thought, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the tournament in Pittsburgh. But D.C. was a really good event the last time we were there. I thought so, too. I thought it was great. Uh, they put it on. Uh, you know, I don't think we played very well, but I think we won one game. And, yeah. But uh, uh, I, I thought it was great for this fact. Uh, a lot of, you know, hotels were right downtown where we stayed right, I guess, I don't know what you call it downtown, but right there you could almost walk to the arena. Yeah, was, you could walk around the hotel. The White House is right around the corner. Uh, things like now we're not staying uh, there. I don't think they have any team staying down near there Close. this year. So that's a, a little disappointing, but it is what it is. But the arena was nice. 
if I can remember, I thought it was pretty well attended. Yep. Uh, from the from the uh, DC folks and, uh, and and fans in DC of basketball and things like that. So I I, I do remember it being a, a a nice event. For the people whose whose existence <laughs> relies on wins and losses, it might not be as much fun as it is for fans and media <laughs> and administrators. I can promise you that. It's you're, not, yeah. you're a, this is a hardcore business trip. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as, as, as a, a step away from that, like I am, it's great to see all the teams together and, and, and the atmosphere that goes with that. Yeah. It does change it in the building. Oh, no. I think it's this time of year. The feel in the air is uh, different from – you know, uh, just postseason, everybody's together, ever, you know, in, in D.C., all 14 teams, and uh, you can feel it in the atmosphere yep. and in, in the environment, and uh, it's, you know, what makes this time of year very, very special. I haven't looked at – I really haven't looked at much of the league stats lately. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about – because the, the all-league uh, teams will be come out, the, the, you know, the Atlantic 10, you know, uh, top – uh, top group and then the all defensive team and all rookie and all those kinds of things and in a league that I admit I admit I'm being defensive about it I think the league has been a little bit disrespected this year nationally and uh, I would just tell anybody you don't think so schedule a game see yeah. what you see what you think about that so let's but let's talk about the uh, uh, all league play that, okay along that line though I've been asked about that a lot lately over the last three or four days um, about the league and things like that. And you, I, I agree with you. We didn't do a whole lot as a league in non-conference. So we didn't. Uh, you know, I think Davidson beat Alabama at Alabama. And they've kind of been up and down a lot, Alabama. And big, big win against Dayton. Or Dayton had a big win against Kansas. But they also – Lost, lost some tough games. Game. You yeah. know, none of us really did anything to actually just stand out. I think Davidson won a lot of games and did and put themselves in a good position. Um, but as I said, and I say this every, you know, November and December is a lot different than February and March. Uh, I don't know any team that's quite the exact same team. Uh, and right now, I, I think any anybody that knows basketball that's watched us, watched our league in person or on TV or whatever it may be, would see that there, yeah, we might not have been as good back in November and December uh, with the wins maybe that didn't catch people's eye. But right now, I think you got some teams playing really high-level basketball that no question you're good enough to be in the NCAA tournament and you're talking about at-large bids, but people got to remember it's not the best 64 teams in the, in no. the NCAA tournament. It's not like they're taking the top 64. That's not how it works. So there are – really, really good teams that get left out. I mean, we were the second team out last year, got the two seed in the NIT. Um, and, you know, we were a pretty good team. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's hard. But you're 100% correct saying right now, different than maybe in November, December, there's four to five, six teams in this league that can compete with anybody on a, any given night. So let's talk about players who, you know uh, – Again, some some bias, but I think Yuri Collins, with what he's done, I think he's clearly a first-teamer, and that's with due respect to other – I mean, this is a league of point guards. Yeah, you know, uh, no question. I think he should be up for player of the year type candidate yeah. uh, for what he's done for our team. And you lose Javante and how he stepped up and led us both ends, both ends of the court, mm-hmm. both ends for sure. Um, but, you know, we were um, – Earlier this morning, we you know we had to vote for all conference teams. You got uh-huh. three teams, uh, and we always get together as a staff and talk about. It. You do all defensive teams. You do uh, rookie of the year, freshman of the year. You do different things. And what we came to find out is we were going through it, and it makes you think about it. You know, when you start talking about all these players, how good our league is, it may be. Mm-hmm. Every year is kind of difficult, but this year was difficult because it was there were some really good players that were like, man, he's on third team. He, sh- God, he should be on a first team. He, or players that we actually couldn't even put on a, one of the three teams that are really good. And we put all these names on the board and we started and we're like, gosh, he had a really good year. And we were all talking about that shows how good this league is. It, that's you know when you've got talent in the league, uh, it makes for good basketball teams. And I, as far as good players are concerned. This is as good as I think we've had in the last couple of years as far as how hard it was to pick because of good players. Yeah, let me throw two bigs out at you, and you tell me who I'm missing. I'm sure I'm Oduro and Oshuniyi. 
those, those two guys were unbelievable. But there's other good bigs. Yeah, the, uh, you the, mentioned the big at Davidson could be player that could be player of the year yes. in the league. Luca is Luca. up there. You know, their little point guard was good for you, but he didn't play against us. Right. But, uh, Brekovic, yeah. Luka, we've seen his name a lot. That could be player of the year. You know, you talk about these other guys. He may do. He's special. He, he could be player of the year in the league, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you, you, you got Ohams, who was good at Fordham. You got Osuni at uh, at Saint Bonaventure. You've got Luca. You've got Grant Golden, who's been an All Conference player for three years at Richmond. And you could uh, put the, all bigs on a five. Clifton <laughs> Moore at LaSalle. You should see. His, you start when you start looking at. The reason I'm bringing this up, you start looking at all – we have all their stats. We have every stat of everybody. Look at his stats across the board. Uh, and I'm sure we're leaving somebody out. There's a lot of good play. I mean, more than you even realize to, when you start breaking it down. Really good players in this league. Where do you think Gibson Jimerson stacks up if you're trying to see what – well, I know what other teams think of him because he's the number one thing on their scout. Yeah, you know, I, I think he's one of the best players in our league and is – should definitely be all conference because he's continued to do it, and everybody, everybody's, every, all he do, everybody's job is to try to stop him. I mean, and you still go out and produce. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he's done it from the free throw. His percentages are great. I think he's third in the league in three point field goal percentage, and everybody's all over him. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's had an incredible year, and uh, is only going to get better. But yeah, for sure. And between, you know, we talked about Fred and his defense. He's got to be first team all defender. Gilliard's there too, the all-time steals leader in a, in, in NCAA history. So there's some great defenders to talk about yeah, as well. Osuni will yeah. probably Shot. be be defensive player of the year maybe, you know. Uh, With all the block shots. Yeah, Gilliard to be up there. But, you know, Gilliard didn't even lead our league in steals. Isn't that interesting? Uh, he was second. Uh, uh, not that that's bad, but he, you know, he was still at three-something and Ace Baldwin at VCU was just barely ahead of him. But you're talking about the all-time steal leaders in the history of college basketball. That's, <laughs> oh, that's a crazy stat. But uh, I think Fred Thatch, Yuri Collins, I think, is an mm-hmm. all-defensive type player uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah th- those kinds of things are, are, are really interesting. But anytime you put something to a vote, it's the voters' opinions. So you, you take for what yeah. it is. And-, and, yeah, we don't vote for our own players, right. uh, obviously. Um, and uh, it was it was an interesting and there's some really good freshmen in our league. You got the Holmes kid at Dayton that's played great. The whole Dayton team, <laughs> the, yeah. The Reynolds uh, at St. Joe's is really really good. Uh, you know, so yeah, there's been some really really good freshmen. Uh, not counting, you know, Jay Nez had a good year for us and things like that. Let's take another break. When we come back, we'll uh, wrap things up here on the Billiken Coaches Show with Travis Ford. And you're listening, of course, right here on KMOX. Welcome back to the Billiken Coaches Show with Travis Ford. I'm Bob Ramsey. And, Coach, it just hit me. One of the people I forgot to talk about because it's a really cool story on senior day was Martin Linson and his family coming all the way from Dusseldorf to see him play. They hadn't seen him play since I think he was a freshman. Yes. And yeah. and so they yeah. and you so can understand why. Yeah, it's been a while. And what was really neat the day before on Friday, we were doing film and his parents actually got there, came to practice, we're waiting for him in the gym. So we get to kind of see that. That that's just uh that makes it all just great. Very emotional seeing them. They haven't seen each other in a long time, obviously. And and they'll be in D.C.? They're going to D.C. Uh, they actually flew into D.C. and then drove here. Oh, wow. And they drove back to D.C. I think they stopped along the way, spent the night a couple places, and, and, and made a trip out of it. But They uh, wanted to see Travis Ford's Kentucky along the way. Yeah, along the way. The, yeah, that's exactly right, the beautiful state of Kentucky. And uh, But, yeah, his uh, sister and brother were here. It was just great. Yeah, it's, it's terrific that, uh, that they were here for Martin, and he had a heck of a game. And... Uh, and uh, got a, I think he got a little foul trouble, but he did get whacked up the head and had to go get stitches, which uh, he was. It was a crucial part of the game, and I kept looking oh. for him. I'm like, where's Martin? They're like, he's back there getting stitches. I said, they need to hurry. We need him because <laughs> Francis was in foul trouble, yep. and uh, you know we were. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, very emotional. It's great to see. That. Yeah, it was really good. And and for those who didn't see, see. His whole family six ten. Yeah, they're all they're all <laughs> tall. You see where he got it. Yeah, that's for sure. absolutely. Uh, it was really uh, really good to see. You know, as, as we look back on the season, and we've got a lot to play. We cert- both of us certainly hope so. All, still a lot of time to play, but um, 
the 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 heartbreak and the shock of Javante Perkins getting hurt right before the season began, and then talk about for a moment what it it, it took as you look back. You know, sometimes you get a little time and you can reflect back on what. How did we recover, and what are the changes we had to make in the look of our team? And it's not just, well, let's just go keep playing. It was uh, you had to change things. Yeah, you know, you go through all preseason practice for a month and a half or so, and you're doing a certain thing. Obviously, he's one of the best players in the country, and um, and then all of a sudden he gets hurt in an exhibition game. So things are all – the season is there. Uh, it's not like you have a whole bunch of time to uh, change course a little bit. But when he got down – you know, when he went down with an injury – uh, I can remember we didn't practice the next day, but we had a big staff meeting. We talked about, all right, our goals are not going to change. We're going to let our teams know our goals and what we believe we can accomplish and who we want to be is not going to change. But we might have to change course here on how we're going to do it uh, because, yeah, you know, we're, we lost 22, 23 points a game. So uh, we didn't think we had one guy that's going to go out and average that, but we knew Gibson could give a, get a little bit more, expect out of him and Yuri and different guys. We need to get to the – we outlined it. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going we're gonna to get to the free throw line more. Uh, we're going to offensive rebound more. We need to – here's how – you know, we kind of laid out a plan for them. And when I've seen injuries like that, it can affect your team physically. Obviously, you're losing a great player. You're losing points. You're losing experience and things like that. But it can also affect them mentally. And that's what we didn't want it. We wanted them to let them know, hey, this is part of the game. We're not, you know, uh, we're all going to have to pick up the, the chips here. Let's not deny that he was a great player on our team and he meant a lot to our team. Let's not deny Let's not hide from that because, if you, you know, you need to look at that as reality and figure out what you're going to do about it. You know, don't just say, yeah. oh, everything's going to be all right. You know, no, you, everybody's going to have to bring more. So that's really, really important. Uh, and just really proud of how everybody stepped up. Re- you know, sitting here with 21 wins and uh, and to start the season kind of like that, uh, I'm extremely proud of our guys. And as you tried to figure that out, you go to uh, a tournament, and uh, we talked about it at the time. Championships are championships. You want you want to show that you've been winning. You well, won the championship. Stephen F. Austin, who we beat in the championship, just won their league. Yeah. So you know, it was a it was a. a, a, a Jit win and really good win, especially early when we're still trying to figure, figure out. ourselves out. And I didn't think we actually played that well in Cancun. We even right. talk, I can remember talking about it mm-hmm. like we're kind of winning ugly here, which was fine. And uh, so that you know that was that was great. You know we started the season out three games in four days here at home, which was odd. really odd. And then we go to Cancun, and then you, then we go to Memphis and play just horrific and play terrible. But we you know I think we learned a lot from that a little bit. Uh, but and then we had some great, great, great crowds here here in Chaffetz, uh and I can't tell you how much we all appreciate that and what it means to our program, what it means to to everybody. Just a um, a big difference maker. Yeah, and then you had some really tough losses as you're mm-hmm. still trying to figure it out. But you got two. Well, as you point point out, Stephen of Austin's a great win. You go to Boise State, were able to pull that one out. I think that's where I realized this team's going to win games at the free throw line. And that was one you did. Well, yeah, you know, it's a little bit different than the other ones. We got we dug ourselves a huge hole. I think they, like 12 to 1 or something where usually we get big leads and lose the lead. We yeah. actually dug ourselves a hole and climbed out of it and got a great, great victory on the road right now. That's a quad one victory. And they went on to win their lead. I think they've only lost two games since then, something yep. like that. Yep. Um, but, you know, What's an interesting stat, too, and uh, I'm, I'm going to try to figure out why when the season's over, we're shooting, I think, like nine less free throws in league play than we did, non, than we did non-conference play. That's uh, a lot. It's, it's incredibly a lot. I have never heard of anything like that. There's always the statistics that change a little bit, uh, but uh, – that was a huge difference, huge difference. And then, and then, you know, Iona too, where your your friend and mentor brings his team to town. What a season they've had, and that that's a big, big win that people overlook. Yeah, last second tip in, and uh, just an extremely physical game uh, against a team. That I think they've got twenty four, twenty five wins right now when they're league, different things like that. So, yeah, some really, really good wins for sure. And not to dwell on the negative, but, boy, I know of, of all the games, you know, you t- can talk about Auburn and UAB and Belmont, but stumbling at UMass coming out of COVID it was tough. Yeah, it, per uh, per 
quads and everything, that's the one tough, bad, you know, you call it bad loss. And that's nothing against UMass because UMass had a heck of a season. Yeah. Uh, they got so, but at the time, uh, you know, and, and it was just, uh, uh, you know, it was a back and forth game. I think both teams in the 80s, 90s, and just, you know, we didn't go there and just play horrific like we did at Davidson uh, and just get, you know, not, not play very well at all. Uh, we just weren't locked in to win the game like we should have. Turned around, played them two nights later, and won by thirty. Yeah. Uh, you know. So yeah. You know that's a tough loss. But you know we've let some games slide, no doubt about it. Uh, you know. But uh, but overall, I'm, I'm extremely proud of this team. We got a minute left. Give me one overarching thought about preparation for the Atlantic Ten tournament. Just got to get everybody uh, locked in mentally uh, and understanding. Um, you know, you're going to have less than 24 hours to prepare because you don't know who's going to win. And both teams have that problem because, you know, the, our, the team we play has played the day before. But you got to make sure guys are, are mentally at their best. Try to push the right buttons and uh, get everybody ready. And hopefully, uh, you know, when we, when we get to D.C. that, uh, you know, everybody's playing their best. I, I keep saying that you know, we still have our best in us. We haven't played our best. We've had moments of yep. great basketball, but we haven't put 40 minutes. We're going to have to put some 40-minute games together, starting with the first one because the first one's always the toughest. Coach, thanks very much. It's been really fun, and we'll see you in D.C. Thanks a lot. That is Travis Ford for our producer-engineer, Jim Jackson, for our executive producer, Brian Kunderman of St. Louis University. I'm Bob Ramsey, and thanks to all of our guests all season long on the Billiken Coaches Show. And, of course, to everybody that keeps us rolling in the studio at KMOX. Good night from the Billiken Coaches Show at Chaffetz Arena. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.